0: All right, I'm back. I'm back, and I got another banger for you. So I wrote this article in 2018. This was actually one of my more successful articles, and it's called "Did I Catch You at a Bad Time?" The fallacy about cold calls. The fallacy. You know, back then, and still a little bit to, to today. There's this massive debate over, over: do cold calls work or don't they work? And this essentially was me at my breaking point uh, and this is my response so sit back relax I turned on the uh, the score to the show The White Lotus which is on HBO if you know me you know that I am an HBO homer and I love everything they put out and this show is great just six episodes so to keep you keep you going so uh, there's a picture of me on the cover of this article just with my hands in my on my head like I'm I'm just beyond belief um, so here here we go for manly love be here March 25th at two fifteen a.m. sharp I'm sure it's safe to say that Lloyd thought that was a bad time to run into sea bass don't you cold calling isn't just right or wrong it's just dumb just as my tenure on the mastodon soccer team was gaining steam I took a random phone call from some guy Attempting to pitch me on an idea to be the face of the new Miller Lite advertising campaign. Oh, heck yeah! I mean, I was nearly 21. Not of legal age. And apparently, I had been spotted casually sipping on some Miller Lite at a local establishment. That's weird. I never drank beer before. My maturity was at an all-time high. With the reply that I gave this person, well, I do have a phenomenal fake ID. Please continue. Picture this. Your mug and those frosty tips on every billboard in town. I thought to myself, this was way too good to be true. Nearly 21, and I'm about to score my dream job without lifting a finger? (laughs) Life is so easy. Well, I guess technically I did, but then I remembered, oh yeah, I have a brain. First I can't afford Miller Lite. Second, I was really loyal to the champagne of beers, which is Miller High Life for all you non-alcoholic friends of mine. Right about that moment, I heard a familiar chuckle. Not a full chuckle, but more of a quarter chuckle accompanied by a clench holding something in. Wait a minute. What's going on ice? Is this Coleman, who's a college friend, because that accent sounds a lot like dirty SSP. That's South St. South Paul for you non-Scandinavians. It wasn't. It was even better. It was Coleman's dad who gladly agreed to play along. What a guy. I was duped. And almost 18 years later, we still laugh about that exchange. Remember when Biff grabs a brewski out of George McFly's fridge? I have your car towed all the way over to your house, and all I get is a light beer? (laughs) It felt like that. So essentially, yeah, no billboards for me. Dream job, gone. So what's the point? I do have a point, you know. In 2001, I would answer any call on my phone. First, cell phones were rad. Second, it made me feel important. I mean, excuse me, I'm getting a call on my cell phone. Fast forward to 2018. I barely even answer calls from my closest friends and their dad, let alone a random n- number. Nope, never. Maybe you're not like me and you enjoy being cold called or spammed by randoms. Or you're the kind that appreciates calls from, excuse me, Mr. Lyle... Lyle... Lyle Barty? D- do you know your car's warranty is about to expire? Oh, no, I don't. Actually, which car are you referring to? Silence excuse me mr hi is this derek would you like to make a donation uh no Uh, a couple more here can we come by and give you a free estimate on custom windows how about siding sorry it doesn't sound like that let me I, i spent some time in the trades here let me let me do a better job excuse me can we come by and give you a free estimate on custom windows how about some siding I know that sounded Southern, but it really was meant to be trashy. Will you promise to take three hours giving me a presentation? Because I'm so interested in that three-hour presentation. No. Okay. Last one. No, there's a couple more. Did you know your business has been pre-approved for a million-dollar loan? Oh, my gosh, if I only had a business. And then, finally, insert any cold or spam call example here. You thinking of one? You're probably not. You're probably still trying to figure out what I'm even talking about, which is fine. Hopefully you just like the sound of my voice. (laughs) The question of whether you take these calls or not is rhetorical. You don't, and you know it. You know you don't take those calls. But do you then go to work the next day and knock out a bunch of them and think you're any different? Yeah, you're a hypocrite. In my 14-year sales career, which is now 18 years, I can tell you how many people I have encountered in this profession who say one thing and do another. This is a classic example of that. What makes us think that cold calling somehow is any different than the person dialing us to ask about a car warranty? It's not, you're in denial. To explain, you should know the history of my cold calling experience, which includes both making them and teaching others how to make them. Because first, I picked up the phone 47,979 times. That is an exact number, 47,979 times. From 2007 to 2011, I was required to make 160 calls a week, cold calls, a week on the job. Now, I only average between 120 to 150, so I feel safe calling in an average of 135. Given my time at that job, including holidays and vacation, the total adds up to approximately 29,295 calls. Guys, that's the truth. From 2012 through May of 2016, I can tell you exactly what the calls were as I have them clearly documented on tally sheets, which I still have. I included them under my job description on my LinkedIn profile because I thought it was super cool. That number is 18,684 for a grand total of 47,979 cold calls since 2007. And let me tell you, that doesn't include the 40 or so cold calls per day I made from 2004. to 2007 it's a lot of numbers I don't expect you to follow along but you know there is an actual article that I'm reading here in case you're wondering I haven't read it in a while which is why it sounds kind of funny and no I didn't prepare by reading through it ahead of time okay second I taught others how to make cold calls I was a client of sales training methodology and eventually a sales trainer myself I taught people how to get over the fear of making cold calls and how to deliver what's called a 30 second commercial with 100 percent certainty the call would begin with me saying did i catch you at a bad time i made my living telling people that the quickest way to build a pipeline was to pick up the phone i believe in the process that we were trained in i believe that what i taught my clients about sales was true i just lied about the prospecting Okay, here's the next step. Admit. It's sort of like a recovery program here. We're in the 12 steps here. Admit. All right, out of the 49,979 cold calls I made, I can't speak to the success or failure of them. But for the last 18,684, I know exactly what the results are. Out of 18,684 cold calls, I averaged just five new conversations a week with people I wanted to talk with. That means CIOs, CFOs, IT Directors, they only answered the phone five frickin' times a week to speak with me. Five people! Five people had to be sitting at their desk who had to check their caller ID and make a split decision if to answer a random potential call from a stranger. Ugh! Alright, you ready for the next step in the recovery process? Confession. Everything I have ever known about sales and about prospecting could potentially be wrong. And I'm afraid of who I am if I'm not the guy who can make 200 calls calls a day. I was Rhonda Rousey. Remember after she lost for the first time? If I'm not this, I don't know who I am. That was me. I was having an identity crisis. If each of my conversations were just 30 seconds and I only had five new ones a week... What was I doing with the other 39 hours, 57 minutes, and 30 seconds? Can somebody tell me that? If I was becoming an expert on how to navigate a switchboard, I was learning about rejection and feeding my need to feel important, but I was only doing one obvious thing. I was wasting my time. Side note, if I were lying in a grave, I just rolled over. All right, here we get to the next step. Turn, feeling valued. Feeling important, learning how to handle rejection, and switchboard expertise look great on paper, but they don't pay the bills. I often wonder if the people who get into the debate over cold calls being dead or alive are making an argument based on facts. To me, I never was. Cold calls were alive because I wouldn't let them go. I kept them alive. The truth is, is cold calls have been dead for quite some time now. that's funny, in the article I put this picture of Mike Myers from the movie Mystery Alaska where he's like the announcer for the hockey game. He goes, I hate to say it, but these boys are done like dinner. I hate to say it, but these cold calls are done like dinner. That was a really great role for him. And it was really small. Better than Shrek. Ooh, those are fighting words. All right, next step in the recovery process is evidence. Proving a theory is key to my newfound belief that cold calls are, are in fact dead or at the most, a cliche wouldn't work without evidence. I had to prove it, so I did. I told my guys, this was my team at the time, that cold calls will be the last touch we make in our very specific cadence, which is proprietary. It's actually not proprietary. I just gave it to you in another article. So it used to be a proprietary. It's 2017 when we started this, keep in mind. And in 2017, there is no reason to call someone 300 times on a phone. And I say 300 times on the phone because I once called the guy 365 times. And let me tell you, he wasn't happy about it. There is no reason and no excuse for not being able to communicate with someone somehow. There are just way too many, way too many ways. There are just, sorry, hi, my name's Derek, and I almost graduated elementary school. There are just too many ways to reach someone now, way too many. Here's what we uncovered. We made 8,350 cold calls, and as a result, we delivered 274 commercials. Okay, that's one side of it. So I'm saying we did make cold calls. But we also sent 10,438 cold emails, and as a result, we had 211 replies. So 211 replies, 274 commercials, and about 18,000 behaviors. For you math majors out there, that's a 3% and 2% response rate, respectfully. And I say respectfully because we put in a lot of work. My emphasis at this point was on new ways to engage. So I had my team focus solely on social media. In 2017, we sent 16,304 cold LinkedIn messages following our cadence. And as a result, we had, you ready? 2,281 responses. Now that's a 14% response rate, which although is impressive, it's not the number I'm necessarily impressed with. What sticks out to me isn't the engagement rate, it's the total amount of conversations. Oh my gosh, 2,281. We could double the amount of touches and increase the amount of conversations we were having by 832%. I know everybody can make statistics look any way they want to and fine, but I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that. The debate of if cold calls are effective or non-effective is really irrelevant. So stop having the argument. Unless you're getting every single person on the phone every single time you pick up the phone, then shut it down. The debate is why do we even make cold calls in the first place? If you make 200 a day and you only talk to five people per week, it's a waste of time. If you make 200 a day and you talk to 200 people, those calls are really short. At the end of the sales playbook I wrote for our company, on page 57... I wrote this. In the modern age of selling there is no reason you can't get a hold of someone. Especially when you can do the following. Number one, you can call. Two, you can text. Three, you can email. You can send a video. You can send a Facebook message. You can send a LinkedIn message. You can send a LinkedIn email; You can tweet at them. You can send a DM on Twitter or on Instagram. You can tag them. You can send them a handwritten note. If anybody still knows how to write, you can ask for an introduction from somebody. Or you could just creep them out and literally show up at their office. If we have the means to contact people the way we want to speak with in so many ways, why do we put all our eggs into picking up the damn phone? The tagline, did I catch you at a bad time, is so hypocritical and so rhetorical. Sometimes I wish we could just go back to simpler times. Times when the one and only Bill Coleman would prank cold call me. There's my dog Kirby. Must be a deer outside. He would prank cold call me about a modeling job. But that's not going to happen. Even he would be smart enough to find another way to get my attention. Things have evolved. And it's perfectly okay to start accepting that fact. And of course... You like being disrupted at bad times. Think about how Lloyd felt. If you need to get a hold of me, guys, I already told you how. I'm reachable. And P.S. Don't get me started on cold emails. All right, for me and Kirby, deuces. That means peace out. I'm out of here. I gotta go.